Hi, this, this is Fred and Freddy, and this is the Keep Hush podcast. <laughs> Should we get going? Yeah, please. Okay. <coughs> Clear the throat. Clear the throat. Well, go on, people. This is Yvonne Shelling, aka your girlfriend's boyfriend. Perfect. You are listening to Keep Hush Presents Green Print, where you will hear from the people who are at the forefront of change in dance music. On our first six episodes, I'm speaking to the women who are shaping the face of music and I am joined by some of the most inspirational, creative and brilliant women in the scene right now. I want to thank Taylor J and Traces for lending their banger Thief to soundtrack Greenprint. That song is out now on Lucy's Season 7 label. And I want to thank Nike for helping us put this all together. And with me now is Frankie Wells, the co-founder of Foundation FM. She's also the station manager, broadcaster and a producer as well. Hi, Frankie. Hiya. Wow, what an... What an intro. Yeah. Your girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah, genuinely. Speak to your girlfriend and ask her. I will. <laughs> I will ask her. I've got ask questions her. now. And That's okay. But you should, I think like if you are confident in your relationship, you won't feel any offense from that. No, I don't mind. They People need what they need. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah everyone, you yeah. know, free love. Is free love. Um, are you into free love? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. very into it. Open Don't like paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right into that one. <laughs> it's nice, we give up. <laughs> Did I get everything? Is yeah, there more to you correct. than those four things? More to me, a daughter. Yep. Daughter, yep. good friend, I hope. You, you know what, actually? I was told that you are honestly the most supportive, kind, generous person in the world. Oh my goodness. She honestly changed my life. She's the best. Well, I'm going to cry. <laughs> we haven't seen each other for years, so this could get awkward. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a really nice thing to, for someone to say about me. Yeah, that's uh, genuinely. Who said that? Ludo said that. Oh, okay, I thought it would be you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, not that I was like I thought it'd be you because I did change your life, but like <laughs> because you're my best friend, and I would say just as many nice things about you. I want to meet people who will say things like that about me. They will. They just won't say it to your face. Like I would have never known she said that. True. But that's also a lie because all me and most of my close friends do is send each other very emotional, supportive, motivational speeches. That's what everyone needs. Yeah, exactly. You need to keep those kind of yeah. people around and you. I'm a Pisces, so I need it a lot more than most people. <laughs> I'm a Gemini, so everyone yeah. just hates me. Oh, you've got it tough. I've got it so but hard. imagine being a Scorpio. No. Because they've got it the worst. I don't imagine that. Okay, don't. Yeah. Couldn't even put myself Couldn't in that mind frame. Yeah. <laughs> so, just a quick snapshot of my life there. <laughs> so, obviously we've got you on here because yeah. you're an amazing person. You're an incredible person. You're an amazing person. I'm not. That's I'm... why you're hosting it. <laughs> they had to... so let's just be amazing together. together. Exactly. Yeah, I feel very honoured to be asked, especially when I saw who else was being interviewed, like some of my favourite people in the scene who... I don't think you mentioned Foundation FM and like that's a platform I started with a couple of people but mm. I don't also if the people that on the, this podcast hadn't believed in that because at one point it didn't exist it was just yeah. a thing I was telling people and they had to be like yeah I believe in it and it didn't exist and then so you know and then it did but um if some of those people um on this lineup um hadn't believed in it then it wouldn't be as amazing it is and i'm so so grateful so yeah i really look up to them for inspiration and i ge i genuinely think they are changing this scene they're like game changers they move things forward and they think outside the box mm. and i don't tend to 
put myself in that category. So I was like, me, um, okay, <laughs> I'll come along. We can have some fun together. But yeah. yeah, I actually think it's quite like mental. Like, is that literally there was no foundation FM one yeah. day, and then and then one day there was one day there was just posts all over Instagram. Yeah, and we were very quiet about it for for a long time. And then boom, there yeah. was a foundation FM, and I was like, this is sick. Thank you. It got a really good reaction. I was really su- not that I thought it was a bad idea. And I just thought that like, when it's your thing, you don't think people are gonna be like, that's a sick idea. Um, and I think that tends to be a theme for a lot of people as they don't believe in their own yeah, source. 100%. If we're gonna say it like that. <laughs> and so, you know, I think one of the reasons we didn't shout about foundation, there was kind of two reasons that like, we kind of wanted to be like, oh, what's this popping up at Anoa? But also we were like, are we doing this? Yeah. We, on the three of us, my co-founders, Becky and Amy. Shout out Becky and Amy. Shout out, they're the most incredible women. I genuinely believe they're like my mentors and I don't think I could have done this without them. They like, cause I was talking about it and then I said it to Becky and Becky was like, this is what we're doing. Mm. And we just like believed in each other. And yeah, when it's your own thing though, you, you don't know how to shout about it sometimes. And we were kind of like, how uh, how did it end up being us three? Because we were having so many discussions with so many different women being like, there needs to be something. And we were like, well, why don't we start something? And it can just be, you know, Foundation FM. And then, yeah, it just, it kind of, it really did just take off. Like in the year that it's been running, I can't believe what we've done. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> um, I can't believe what we've done. We've had some of my favorite artists come through. Like we did like this whole project with Big Pig where we hosted her like EP listening party and then she did a show and you know we've got some of my favorite DJs on there and I, but what I also really love is that we've launched some people's mm. careers like they've left their jobs and they DJ full time and they're like and that's because foundation gave me a show so yeah it's just incredible what we've done in a year and I, I'm I'm so so proud of it but yeah. I am um, foundation's her own She's her own thing. Her own you thing. can't tell her what to do. She just lives she her just, best she's, life. She, she's a whirlwind. <laughs> I can't keep up with her. Yeah. yeah. And um, the kind of pushing thing, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. that got foundation from from not being in existence to yeah. existing is you were made redundant. I was made redundant. And I genuinely think everyone should get made redundant. <laughs> because I had a great time. Like at the time it was the worst thing in the world. And a lot of people knew about it. Like, it wasn't like I could keep it a secret. Like, loads of people kind of were, like, messaging me being like, what's happened? So, yeah, it it seemed very mortifying at the time. But then, like, after a week, I honestly, the next day, sat down with Becky, who's my co-founder, and she was like, what are you going to do? And I'd worked at so many different radio stations from, like, Roundhouse Radio to Radar, a very, like, community underground mm. to One Extra, Capital Extra, LBC, throwing it in there, Classic FM. Really? Why not? So, wow. Yeah, like, I've, I've I've worked in nearly every radio station in London, and I was just, there was something I was missing. I was like, I can't go backwards. Like, I just have to go forwards now, yeah. and I think I should just do my own thing, and I, I want it to be for women. And Becky was like, that's exactly what we're going to do. And if it wasn't for Becky being like, stop all the what ifs and buts now we're doing this i back this idea and like a lot yeah i just think it's an amalgamation of my becky and amy completely like Mm. there's no like but i said it first at any of this because what it is couldn't be without any of us um for for all my weaknesses they have those strengths for all if they have any weaknesses maybe i'm the strength like (laughs) i don't know but yeah 
So getting made redundant, highly recommend it for like, we worked on it. We were talking about it for three months and just like saying, you know, in an ideal world, who would be on the station? Mm. And we were just coming up with those names. And then we were like, right, what would it be called? And what would it look like? And how would it sound? And for three months, we just like met up for coffee and we're just chatting and chatting, which was lovely because I was just like, when I wasn't doing that, I was like sat around in my pants eating biscuits. So I had a very relaxing three months. And it <laughs> having those three months off allowed me to then have another three months on where I ate, slept, breathe this you know from finding the studio to building the studio like I painted it um and you know getting all the talent in and meeting everyone and you know come like getting what are the words um getting like tech specs together I learned so much about technology like when I worked in other radio stations I was so scared of technology and computers and recordings and I feel like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for me I've had some really horrific moments in studios where I've taken things off air or I've left mics up and some slag someone off. Wow. To uh, on a national radio. <laughs> so so when people come to me and like people are like I made this mistake I'm like listen to what happened to me and and like also no like if no one's died it's fine it's radio yeah, it's fine. It's radio. So um yeah I learned a lot like even learning about licensing. I never thought when we first talked about that I didn't none of those were a reality but mm. I had to learn a lot and I had to learn very fast Yeah, because we the the timing was so tight on it. Like it had to be the right time. There was, there was a, because of my redundancy, there was a momentum behind yeah. it a little bit. What was the time period between your redundancy and like the launch? Five months. Wow. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Very quick turnaround. Yeah. And um, what did each of you do in order to build it up in, in that time? Everything. Like yeah. there wasn't like you do this and you do this. It was like all hands on deck, whatever we can do. We've, really filtered out now um when we found like we know how foundation runs now but before before you turn on the mic you have no idea so for five months it yeah. literally was a figment of our imaginations that people were saying yes to which was which really is, yeah. weird for me because i was like that's kind of confusing exist like yeah. i can show you a mock-up of a mock-up <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got so yeah it was it was like a really it i do think this though like when there is a good idea in the middle of something, people want to say yes. Mm -hmm. And we were very, very, very lucky that so many people felt like this was a good idea and necessary. And so doors did open for us a lot quicker, but it doesn't mean it wasn't hard. And there wasn't a lot of late nights and, you know, some tear that first week on air, I cried every single day. Like I was a mess. Like yeah. it was one of the worst weeks of my life. Like I was just overwhelmed shattered everything that everything that could have gone wrong went wrong because of course it has to go wrong so you learn yeah but yeah but i think if anyone's going to take anything away from this me on this podcast is that like make all the mistakes because i have made all of them and i've learned from all of them and i'm okay yeah and i think a lot of people are scared to make mistakes or look stupid and when people come to my studio and they want to work with us i'm like ask all the stupid questions because there's no such thing like i'm not going to judge you and then i tell them all the times that i made so many stupid mistakes hoping that makes them feel better and not judge me too much <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh i hope they still trust me after i've told them all of the things you will not believe how many stations have fired me <laughs> <laughs> But I'm okay. But now you are a co-founder of your own station. Mm. So no one can find no you. One can no find one me can find me. So I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Giving them shares. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. And um, you said you uh, worked on, on all of these different radio stations. Yeah. Um, what was your kind of experience um, in radio as a woman? Do you know what? Do you know what? It was like incredible and like it's so mad looking back at my journey and how much radio has changed in the seven years that I've been working in it professionally. Like when I worked in it, like when I first started out, like I got paid nothing to work all of the hours. Like yeah. people didn't see me. I was so thin. I looked great. Um, Cause I didn't have time to eat. Like I genuinely like used to spend like 72 hours in one building and sleeping under desks and couches. Cause I wanted it that badly. And wow. I, like that's the thing about radio is that everyone wants it so badly. The drive on the hustle is so real. It's made me work. Like I honestly feel like I work really hard and no, when I was 20 and 21 and 23, 24, I worked so hard to the point that I'm 27 now. I'm like, I'm so lazy because everyone at that time in my life was hustling. But it was like really, it was like a club and we were all in the same building and everyone wanted to help each other out. And they were like, yeah, I can help you with this. I know something about this, but it's also about self-starting. Like, you know, no one was going to put me on air. No one's going to let me produce a national radio. And I thought that, I only wanted to be in national radio. I'm really glad that I had this kind of epiphany that community is where I wanted to be. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was in network, uh, yeah, network and like commercial radio and everyone just wanted to help you out and you just said yes to everything, but also you had to give yourself the own opportunity. So I went to Roundhouse and was like, I want to make a radio show. And they were, I want it to be about live bands. And they were like, we've got that show. And I was like, fine, I'll make <laughs> one about R&B and hip hop and um was like the most embarrassing show you could ever listen to. Is it still to online? It. Can I it's listen still to online it? and you can listen to it because I want people to hear how terrible it was like to the point that I went to one job and they were like, how we've heard your radio show. It's awful. <laughs> but, but the thing is like, I still use that show as point of reference for when I'm doing things now. Like there were some amazing things about that show that I learned about in radio, presenting and producing. Like that was the first thing I ever produced. Mm. And now my job is to produce great radio and it all started there. So yeah, it was tough because I didn't sleep and I didn't eat. And I, like my housemates would be like, they would never see me to the point that the people I used to live with, when they see me now, they're like, oh my God, Frankie, like, how did we, how did we let you live like that? How did we, you live like that? Yeah. I remember like one time coming home from work and had been at work for 37 hours, had two hours to sleep and then go back. And I couldn't get my, and it was five o'clock in the morning. I couldn't, I couldn't see. I couldn't get my key in the door because I couldn't see. And I literally just like fell back on this like wall and like called my mum. And I was like, if I die, like I really want you to sue this company for like all their worth. Cause like I had, this has to mean something. Yeah. But it did, it meant everything. And if I could go back, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. But I now appreciate sleep so much. Like I just, and also I napped all the time at uni. So I was like, you you slept your hours, you're fine. <laughs> you don't need <laughs> you sleep over, now. You overslept. And also, yeah, I was really thin, so I looked great. Um, no, actually, that's a lie. I didn't look great. I looked really great. And my mom was like, you need to start eating meat again. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, like it was really tough, but incredible. And everyone, wanted everyone is just was so helpful to me and, and I had some no's but it wasn't like no and never speak to you again it was no and let's but I can meet you for coffee and we can talk about this this and this and give you some advice and you know it's actually how I met Becky because mm. 
I was working in radio plugging, taking some break from producing because I actually need to pay rent. And um, them ones there. Them ones. Mm. And when I left to go back to the BBC, so I was like, I still want to do some plugging because I actually made money from it. Um, and they were like, well, I know someone who's just started their own company. And that's how I met Becky. Oh. So like everyone, like I swear to God, radio is such a small world. Everyone knows everyone. Like I walked in here today and I know like the guys from Guap and like Ella and like, and I, I've met you before. Like it's such a small supportive world. As a woman, I think the pro the, the only thing that I ever had a problem with was around tech. And I think I was scared of it because I was told to be scared of it. Like I know I can set up loads of tech now because yeah. I have to do it. But before, like when I've worked in other stations and it was me producing, but also me doing the tech, I would change something. And then someone like typically a man would be like, you're doing it wrong. And I'd be like, these are my decks and I know what I'm doing. And then they would change it back. Mm. And then something would go wrong and they'd be like, see. And like, also like, if I liked a song and I was singing along to the lyrics, so like, if it was a guy, they'd be like, oh yeah, my bro, like, you know this song. But if it was me, they're like, how do you know this song? Oh, I see, yeah. What other songs do you know by them? And it could be that the fact that I've just heard the song and I don't even know who's by, but I have to prove- That you I've are got a fan. The, I've got the receipts. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the only time I've ever had any problem, but I don't think that's a reflection of me. I think that's a reflection of them and I actually, really laughed and also in that radio station where that did happen the sisterhood was so strong and I believe we moved that station so far ahead because of the women in that building and actually they're the reason that I was just like so inspired by this group of women I was like actually women are really great radio makers but they're also great programmers like at old station as I was told I wasn't cool and I wasn't allowed to program anything and now I program a whole station that everyone says is sick. So why was anyone telling me that I wasn't know I didn't know what was good? Like because yeah. they didn't know anything. Yeah, like yeah, I like Ariana Grande, but I also like other things. <laughs> and I love Ariana. There's nothing wrong with loving Ariana Grande. I love Grande. her so much. She's an amazing. That singer. doesn't mean that I don't know about music. And also, I would never say I know that much about music, but I know other things. So yeah, it was like I've had p points where people have not believed in me but I would I don't you shouldn't care if people don't believe in you it's about whether you believe in yourself like as soon as I said I give me permission my whole life changed and that's the problem I think a lot of young women have is that we don't permit ourselves to create mm. like I was always waiting for someone else to be like that's a great idea you should go and do that why didn't I just go and do it because as soon as I did my whole life changed so go and you can do it you can do it go and do it stop Whoever's listening to listening. me I talk rubbish, so don't listen to me. Go and do it. <laughs> and um, I guess you're seeing that change within yourself through what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. But um, have you noticed a change in other people from, like, obviously you said people are being hired. They're, yeah. they're leaving their yeah, nine to fives and yeah. doing DJing. Anything else that you've noticed as a result of you taking that leap and, and starting foundation? It's just such a nice family. Yeah. I just love everyone who comes through. Like I've never met anyone. No, no, no one has ever come into my studio and made and and made a bad impression on on me and made me feel like you don't fit in here. Like I think one good thing about Foundation is we were very clear about what Foundation was. Like it was it was a space that was meant for change. It was a space that was meant for creation and experimentation and getting things wrong and just being the start of something. And so I think because we had that out there I think when people come in they're very they they're open like their minds are open like they 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 know that it's not going to be like perfect but we're here to like work it out and I also think 
yeah, I think there's a responsibility to every, f- from everyone that works at Foundation that we also make people feel that way. So, because we set the tone and the tone's there. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Um, so yeah, like we've created this really nice family. And like you said, like people that didn't DJ have started DJing, but they'll still ask me, they'll be like, can I have a radio show? Can I come do this? And I'm like, yes, I said yes. Now you have to do it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I just like that people ask for things. I think that's one thing I've noticed. Like when I've worked at other radio stations, no one asked me for things. Now people will ask me and I really enjoy that because I can say yes and mm. I can give them something. And it's, and like that will spark a whole thing off. So yeah, like seeing people DJ, seeing them quit their jobs, seeing them start podcasts. And like, even if they, if I can't give them a show at foundation at the time, or I don't think they're quite ready because I think, timing and being ready is very important i'm never going to put you in a position where you're not you're not in the best place for it especially um yeah like i'll always sit down and talk about it because radio is my life like it's what i love to do so i want to talk about it and i think a lot of time people like oh maybe she's bored i don't want to talk about it no like i will always want to talk about it it's my favorite thing to do so yeah just getting people to ask me for things and me being able to say yes is really nice yeah and i think that's one of the things which is actually really hard for a lot of people to, to ask for something. It's the thing I've struggled with the most, yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. Um, but hopefully I think we've, I think with Foundation One things, like I feel I feel like it's approachable. I feel mm. like you feel like- It's so comfortable in there. Yeah, it's just it looks a comfortable like a front space, room, yeah. doesn't it? And I really wanted it to feel like that because when I've walked into spaces and felt uncomfortable, it's because the tone's yeah. like that. In the place where you used to work, I, used, I like, it used to give me anxiety to Mate, go in everyone there. was scared to go in there everyone and i don't i don't know why because i worked there <laughs> um, but yeah like i think it's really important like i always say to the girls first thing we should be doing is being like how is everyone can we get you anything and as soon as you set that and just relax the tone like i don't know i just love working there mm-hmm. i just love it i feel very lucky place. thank you are you worried about global warming well you should be you spoke about um how your two co-founders are also kind of your mentors yeah um how important do you think mentorship is oh my god is i wouldn't i I keep being like i wouldn't be where i am today without (laughs) but (laughs) mentoring is like shapes me even people who don't know that they're my mentors they are my mentors they i haven't even said it out loud (laughs) you you don't know you're my mentor but you're you're my my mentor mentor. yeah like um so i start my first mentor is actually the whole reason i got into radio and i don't know if she knows this but when i was at student radio i um like i got kicked off my show couple of times because I kept playing the sugar babes um, <laughs> and singing over the sugar babes so I got kicked off my station and then I like begged and they finally let me back on mm. and they were like basically they kind of treated me like a joke and student radio is expensive yeah. student radio is so expensive you want to be part of the SRA oh, you have to pay yeah you have to pay to go to all of these things and I was like a broke uni student so yeah. I didn't really feel like I was part of the club this like radio club so they had this award show and they had best female presenter and like every single woman in that thing got nominated, which is incredible. And then basically they announced the winner and this screen popped up and it was like, hi, my name's Abby, like blah, blah. I've worked at, you know, Six Music. I've worked at BBC 
uh, BBC Kent and I was like well of course she won went to the bar and bought two shots of Jaeger and then she was like so the winner I've picked the winner and it's Frankie Wells and, and I was literally like halfway sh- <laughs> halfway through one shot and like like literally like spat out and I was like oh my god and basically they and she had picked the winner and she was announcing via video oh. she wasn't the winner um so yeah her name's Amy McCarthy um and she does loads. She's an incredible presenter. She does like, she's done, she's the BBC Kent presenter. She does Radio One, Six Music, and she does like a football show. Um, she does stuff for music. She's everywhere. And it's been incredible to watch her grow. Yeah. But she, so, cause she gave me the award, like, and I remember getting the award and everyone was like, who is she? And I was like, hi, I'm Frankie and I've won. Um, <laughs> drops the mic. Yeah, it drops the whole award. Just smashed <laughs> on the floor. Like, I don't even need this. Yeah. I don't even want this. Yeah, just did it for a joke. <laughs> Plays the sugar babes and storms sings out. Over it. <laughs> just, just sings the sugar babes on the mic. grab the mic from me. <laughs> and I just sing and push the button. <laughs> Love that. Oh my God. I see overloads of tune. Anyway, um, so yeah, because because I got that award, I was like, oh my god, maybe I can work in radio. And mm. like I, the next week, I put an application into Global for an internship, and Global own Smooth Capital, Capital Extra, LBC Classic, and Heart. Wow! And like I put an in, I went in for an internship for two months, two weeks, and I got it. Yeah. And it was literally because of that award. I ended up being there for ten months. Incredible. Because I asked, basically, they were like, okay, at the end of two weeks, you can't have your internship anymore. And I was like, or you could hire me. Hey. And they were like, no. And I was like, or you could hire me (laughs) (laughs) and give me Fridays off so I can go around the building. And they were like, fine. What? At 22, I don't know who I thought I was because I was like, you're going to hire me. It's cool. Whatever. Yeah. It wasn't very Gang, gang. Yeah. And so, and then through that, I, when I went to Roundhouse, they were like, oh, we've got this mentor scheme thing. Do you have anyone you want to be your mentor? And I was like, yes, Abby McCarthy. She's the reason I got into radio. It's also where I really wanted to be a radio, radio presenter. But also I'm like... Don't you still have a show on? I have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Which is about sex and relationships. But that's not really about me. And I feel like being a present, like a radio music presenter is a really tough job. Mm. And I'm far too scatty for it. Whereas like the podcast is very focused and the girl that I make that with is the most focused woman you could ever meet. Yeah. Like she just, she just, she keeps me tight. I don't know, she keeps me tight. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I said it and I meant it. And it made sense in radio terms. Um, okay, in yeah. radio terms, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. Outside of it, it's a bit of But a... we're in radio terms, so it's fine. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. And outside as well too. Yeah. Um, so what was I saying? So mentors, very important. So I had Abby McCarthy, but then also when I was at Roundhouse and actually while I was at Roundhouse, there was a boy I really liked and he kept telling me I was rubbish at radio. Boo. Boo him. Boo. It was actually, he was bad at radio and I was- He's the worst. I was also bad at him. I didn't need him <laughs> calling me out on it. <sighs> anyway, so I had uh, met um, the station manager then, Nikki Logan, who literally like changed my life with one sentence. Nikki. Yeah, she oh changed my, my life with one sentence. She said, Dick is plentiful, therefore low in value. 
And that changed my life in so many ways because it just made, gave me confidence that this boy who was like low in value was making me feel shit about myself. And then I just knew that she was someone I wanted to be around. And mm. she just filled me with love and confidence around everything, not just radio. And she just like really backed my show, yeah. this R&B versus hip hop show. She really backed me. And then so when I made the podcast and I knew I was onto something brilliant, I was like, Nikki, I want to make this and I want to make it for Roundhouse. Mm. And I think it's going to be something great. Isn't it award winning? It, yeah, is. it is. It's multi award winning. Yeah, I was about to say. Thank you. <laughs> and I knew it was going to be brilliant. And I wanted to do that. And I wanted her to be like the person that I gave that to. And like, as that will always, she'll always have had like a huge impact on me. And like the week I got my redundant, like that week, she also took me to Brighton. I'd never been to Brighton before. I was like, what's in Brighton? There's a beach, what? I was just really confused by Brighton. I was and like, and people live here? Um, that confuses me. What do people, okay. What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? I don't know. People who live by the beach confuse me. Like, what are they you could, doing? They're the first to go if there's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, mother nature is unforgiving. Um, but... So she's one of my mentors. I've never said it directly to her, but she knows she's one of my mentors. Mm. Um, Marie Horner, another one of my mentors. Anushka well. Tate, who I do Project Pleasure with, another one of my mentors. Like so many women at like foundation I've learned from, but especially Becky and Amy, where I just like, I am a warrior. And so like, it goes back to the whole thing of me asking permission. Like I love to worry. It's one thing I'm really good at. So like, I really worry, especially now at foundation that I have to be at this certain level and hold up this standard. And also like this image, like I really worry. I'm like, does this sound okay? Does this sound stupid? Blah, blah, blah. All the things I tell people not to do, I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I take little bits from everyone. I just learn from everyone. I think it's important to, mm. Oh, and shout out my biggest mentor, my mom. Shout out to your mom. Thanks, mom. You're the best. She really is. She really is the best. But yeah, shout out my mom, biggest mentor. Yeah. And mentor to most women in my life. She adopts everyone. She's like, come into my home. She's like, part of my friendship group. I moved to Thailand and two of my best friends fell out and they went to my house without me to talk it through with my mom. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And they didn't tell me because they were like, we didn't want to ruin your time in Thailand. But my mom was like, oh yeah, this has happened. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> Um, beyond this going to Thailand which I found a bit random I also found the random fact about you apparently you did a masters in stand-up comedy oh no I'm not even funny like, Christ, you, did <laughs> you did a masters yeah. in stand how was that it was okay so I will say this to everyone go and do stand-up comedy yeah. go and do it because I was rubbish but you learn so much about yourself the thing about stand-up comedy that is great is that within 30 seconds of being on a stage, you have to make people like you. Yeah. That's a skill. Like that's honestly the reason that I was able at Global to be like, and you're gonna hire me now because I knew exact, I know exactly how to make people like me because I had to, in stand-up comedy, and I would say this is like kind of the re one of the reasons a lot of stand-up comics aren't fans of themselves is because you have to be acutely aware of what's great about you but also the parts of you mm. to a T because they're the funny parts so you have to make yourself likable but also take the piss out yourself so yeah I learned a lot in that year I did a hundred gigs wow in a year that's mental yeah for my thing and then I had to, like one of them was like a 30 minute performance which I did in my mum's kitchen whoa yeah like invited like 50 people back to my mum's house and did a gig 
at my mum's kitchen. Um, I wish I could have seen this. And like some of the people in the audience were my mum's like 50 year old next door neighbors. And I did a song called The Burning Bush, which is about vaginas. And I made everyone <laughs> sing along. <laughs> um, and so like another one of like my gigs I had to do like at my place of work. I used to work at a theater. It was like in the theater bar and like my boss I really fancied was like, that's all, no, we're not gonna do that. Um, and so, yeah, like it was a great year and really funny year. Also a really tragic year because you spend a lot of time on your own, mm. like doing stand-up comedy and having to do that many gigs. And you have to do that many gigs if you want to break it. It's like you're constantly on your own. And then when you're with people, you have to let them think that they know you already. So then afterwards they talk to you like they, they know you and they don't, they're strangers, but they're talking at you. Especially I was very young, I was 21 when I was doing it. So I had like grown men sometimes or grown women sometimes talking at me and giving me advice about things when I didn't know them. Yeah. It was quite overwhelming. But yeah, I really considered about doing it for like a career because yeah. I loved it. It was funny. Like I laughed. I cried with laughter all of the times of the funniest year of my life. But my mum was like, you're good at it, but I know you can be great at something. And that like, I like really appreciated that. Your mum really is your mentor. Yeah. And, I, and it's true. Like I can go into a room and make friends with 50 people in one go if I've got a microphone, but <laughs> I can't be like- Is that what you're doing right now? Yes. <laughs> um, if people haven't switched off already. But um, like, I couldn't be like the levels that I know I want to be at. Like, and I get, yeah, I just, I really appreciate that. So, mm. but yeah, sound comedy was a time. I did it a gig and a man threw a dart at my leg. What the fuck? Yeah. And I also did another gig where it wasn't a sound up gig at all. It was a battle of the bands. <laughs> and what, you just did stand up? <laughs> I turned up to the wrong gig. Oh my goodness! And I, because I did songs, I did get oh, songs, yeah. were funny songs, yeah. but the, it was the wrong crowd. Yeah, they yeah. were not there for that. So yeah. Did you do Burning Bush? I did Burning Bush. Did they not? They didn't find it. So <laughs> okay. Well, you've done some digging. I did. Not many people know that. Now everyone. Now knows. everyone knows. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. It's a cool. It's a cool thing to do. I'd love to do some stand up. You need to watch the videos because they weren't cool. I did one dressed as a brownie. No. Not like, as in like the brownies, like as in like I brownie oh, promise. Oh, I thought you meant like, no, like a slab. No, like a chocolate slab. <laughs> no, like as a, like a brownie. Cause okay. I, I'm like, like got a bit obsessed with like the brownie promise at one point And I was like, we should all live by the brownie promise because you can't break that. That's true. Yeah. So like, you know, like swearing in a president, like brownie promise not to break these things. So yeah, I got a bit obsessed with the brownie promise. I'm a bit obsessed now. Yeah. Oh my god, we should, it should, be, should, we, should it be our thing? Should it be our thing? Well, Every time we see each other, we're gonna brownie promise. brownie promise. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Brownie promise you'll come to foundation sometime. Brownie promise I will. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about foundation, you spoke about how you, you're you kind of fostering a community there now. Mm. Um, are there people who you'd like to shine a light on who are coming through your ranks? Uh, everyone. Yeah. So many women. First of all, foremost, one of the most inspirational, uplifting, talented, ear to the ground on music and nightlife person, people, person. Persons. Goes by the name of St. Ludo. Aww. Obviously want to shout her out. Shout out to Ludo. When me and Ludo met, we met in a toilet and we were wearing the same outfit. It was so cute. Really? Do you know, I know the date of that. It was the 30th of March, 2017. 
I'm such that a is, creep. Yeah, that's weird. No, I, I, there's a reason I know that date. I'll tell you another time. I also had the shingles. It was beautiful. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we went to the toilet and like from where Ludo was to what, like we got made redundant at the same time to where she is now. Twins. Like, twinsies. Um, and when we first met, we were wearing the same outfit. So technically, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this girl's wearing the same outfit as me. I don't want to be her friend. But she was so gorgeous and charming. Could not not be her friend. Um, so yeah, she's come so far. Like if you think, Lou, if you think about where we were in 2017 to where we are now, it's mental. The glow up is real. The glow, the glow up. There's been some low points, but the glow up overall <laughs> has been great. Um, so I'm just really proud of her. And like, she just sets a goal. And like, one thing I really admire about Ludo is like, she doesn't, she never waits. She knows what she wants. And she's very pragmatic and practical. And I wish I was like more like that. Mm. Um, other people I want to shout out is Camilla, who does our brunch show. When Camilla started, she was like really unconfident at DJing. And now like, I can just be like, you're going to go in a mix and this is what I want you to do. Like this week, I was like, I want you to do a 2000s mix. And she was like, cool. Yeah, calm, whatever. Easy. And like, she like played Lovebox last, last year. That's like for someone before, like that year wasn't confident at DJing to how far she's come. Um, also Helena Starr, you know, she messaged me the day foundation started and was like oh i'd love to come down sometime and no one had ever given us her a permanent radio show and she came she did everything herself the mics she sounded so confident and i genuinely want her to be like i want her to leave foundation and go to a bigger bigger station because yeah. everyone should know who she is like i think she's an incredible dj but just also like her personality is great for radio mm. um so many people at foundation Eki, who does a great talk show um Zooey, who's part of prestige pack has Shout a great show called queer island discs which is like honestly one of the highlights for foundation for me because it's it's something i can't give foundation but it's necessary for a whole group of people and a whole community of people mm. so i'm really grateful that Zooey chose to come come and do that show on foundation um who else the whole team this girl called shanae who's our full-time producer just like oh my god couldn't run without her because like she just I'll be like, can you do it? And she's like, I've done it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, thank God you thought of that because I hadn't and the whole station would have gone into meltdown. So I'm really grateful for her and she's come so far um, since from when she started. And I, yeah, just everyone, like I'm really grateful. But also I actually want to shout out, um, and she's not part of Foundation, but I really admire her. Henry V recently started her own production company and was like, I've just filmed these three things because mm. I wanted to. And she started her own production company off the back of it. And I think that's amazing. And I think that's what everyone should be looking at. Yeah. Because she'll be a star because Henry V wants to be a star. She's not waiting for anyone. And I really admire that. Yeah. And I want that to be for everyone at Foundation, especially. Yeah. Great. That's amazing. Yeah. What keeps you going, Frankie? What motivates you daily? Oh, uh, I don't know. Because I ask myself this all the time. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to nap, but constantly. And uh, what keeps me going is a, an amalgamation of things. Like the women around me really do keep me going. Like, you know, when you like wake up in the morning and you're shattered because you went to bed so late because you were still working and you're like actually like I don't want to go into the office and I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to see anyone as soon as I go into that office and I start talking to people I'm like Frankie you're being ridiculous the reason you work so hard is because you want to work hard for the people around you mm. so that's one thing that keeps me going but also like 
it goes back to the thing that my mum said to me, like, you're good, but you won't be great. Like, people genuinely kind of try and put me down for this sometimes, but I want to be great at something. Yeah. And like, sometimes when I'm like, there's been people in my life where if I'm like, oh, I want to be great at this, or like, I'm so cute, or I made a really good meal, people are like, oh, here she goes, blowing her own trumpet. But like, I I think that's okay to say. You're I'm, allowed to tell the truth yeah, about yourself. I'm a good cook. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to be great at something. Yeah. And like, it's not, and I'm not looking at anyone else to be better than them. Mm. Like, it's not, and it's for you and your for own me, main to yeah, stand Yeah, exactly. Be great. Like, I want to look back and be like, I did that and I did it because I wanted to and I did it with the best people around me and I did it and it made me feel good and I just think like I want to be great the people around me are great why can't I join join in on this greatness mm. and I'm never going to sit around and be like oh but this person's really good and there's no space for me like what there's so much space for everyone yeah. like yeah I just I just, what motivates me is the people around me and there and the more I strive for greatness the like the more the people around me astound me and make me feel motivated and really inspire me. Like the pe like just, I've got such great people around me. That's basically what I'm trying to say. And they make me want to be better. That's it. And then my mom telling me I could be great at something <laughs> when I'm just good at radio. It was at stand up. But I've no, she's like, you could be great at radio. But oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but I've invested too much money now, so I've got. So you have to be have great, to be great, at great radio. radio that's yeah. it. I think you're great already. Thank you. I'm like, I've I won an award, mum. Yeah. Oh, you're already great. Thank you. You've done you're something. You're great. You're doing really well. Oh, thank you. What sitting <laughs> across from you? Yeah. To be honest, that is a, it's a sign of greatness. A, it's hard to do an interview. I think. Do you think so? Getting the right information out of people when you've just met them. Yeah. Is hard. Yeah, for sure. Oh, thank you. So you've done a great job. Oh, now I'm flattered. Brownie promised you've done a good job. Oh, oh my God, we've got a thing oh at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> God, we just become best friends. I think that just happened. <laughs> so um, I just met, honestly, the most supportive, kind, generous person in the world. Oh. She changed my life. She's the best. I'm going to cry. <laughs> so weird. Um, uh, thank you so much to you and Keep Hush for no, having me. I think this is going to be a really inspiring podcast and I can't wait to hear all of them. Me too. You've picked some great people. I can't wait to listen back. Me too. Am I allowed to say that? You can say <laughs> so whatever you want. Hi, You're the well. host? Yeah. It's your girlfriend's boyfriend's... No. Girlfriend's boyfriend. It's your girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah. And his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and his best friend. Um, Perfect. That was amazing. Thank you very much, no, thank Frankie. Thank you. Um, you are honestly one of my favorite people. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> okay, we'll write a film about it. It'll be really beautiful. It'll be amazing. Okay. So, yep, thank you to Frankie for joining me today. You guys have been listening to Greenprint from Keep Hush, the wickedest podcast online. Thanks again to Nike for helping us put this together. And thank you all for listening. Make sure you keep an eye out for the next one. I have been Yvonne Schelling. I will still be Yvonne Schelling after this. <laughs> and I will still be your girlfriend's boyfriend. Bye. Bye. Why don't you be your girlfriend's husband? Oh, shit. But then, like, then, actually, then, my girl, yeah. then my wife is cheating on me. Okay, <laughs> I actually also have a question about the name Greenprint. Yeah. Is it like, because a blue prints are mapped to something and keep pushes green? Yes, literally that. You're the cleverest. <laughs>